What we have to understand about developing ourselves and getting better is that it doesn't take brilliance and it doesn't take a lot of time and it doesn't even take a lot of effort, but it must be intentional. That's the word I want to implant in your mind for a moment. The fact that you don't get better automatically, you only get better because you intentionally make a decision to get better. And here's my word for you today on Men with Maxwell. Here's how this works. You have to go from being a person of good intentions to a person of good actions. That's the great separator. To develop yourself, you've got to get out of the intending world and get into the doing world. In fact, your good intentions are good intentions, but they're worthless, totally worthless. The most overrated phrase in the world is good intentions. You either committed to mediocrity or you're committed to greatness. You're either committed to being productive or you're committed to being non-productive. You're committed to being happy or you're committed to being unhappy. See, whatever you're doing, however you spend your time, that tells you who you are. So think about what it is you like to create in your life experience. On the other hand, you can make the commitment to your life that you don't like the results that you have and that you're going to do something about it. See, that power is available to all of us. People who look at life and decide, I want something different for myself. I made the commitment to do it and I did it. Why is it that people are frightened by commitment? Because when you say the word commitment, that intimidates a lot of people. Why? Because it means you have to deliver. So most people like to use that language. They don't want to commit themselves because commitment means, among many things, no excuse is acceptable. It's the only way, it seems, it's the only way to create a human adventure. It doesn't seem to be any other way currently. It seems like to create an adventure, we must play this game, we must fight this game. But here's what it creates, a great adventure. Let me give you the ultimate now. Could you win if you couldn't lose? And the answer is no, it doesn't seem like it. You, you couldn't call it winning. You can't win if you couldn't lose. You know, for the foreseeable future, it looks like it's been that way as long as we can remember and as long as the history tells us. So here's what you want to do if you want the adventure. You must learn to play this game, to contain the ravages of disease that want to take you early. You've got to fight back. You can't just leave it. Somebody says, well, I got my fingers crossed. Not a good philosophy. You got to take your vitamins. You got to do the stuff. You got to do the deal. Jump on the positive side of whatever you want and see if you can't help out in this warfare and this push-shove match. That's the key. Dare to dream, but please do. For dreamers are many, but doers are few. Dare to dream, but please do. For dreamers are many, but doers are few. We're going after doers. Ask yourself this question. What I am doing, what I am about to do, is it going to help me get where I am going? Is this action going to make me stronger or weaker? Is this action going to make me smarter or more skilled? Will this action move me toward the strategic long-term goals I am trying to achieve in my life. And do not lie to yourself. If you've had a bad week, just sit down and ponder that for a while. Study it. See if you can't pick up some ideas from a poor week.
and then make a better week. Okay. Learn from your own experiences. One way to learn to do it right is do it wrong. I mean, you know, that's one way to learn to do it right. Do it wrong. Now, the key is don't let it take too long. If you've done it wrong for a year, we suggest that's long enough. You don't need another year just to prove a point. No, one year's enough. Learn from your own experience. I don't care how hard you fall. I don't care if nobody don't believe in you. It only takes you believing in yourself to get this thing done. And listen to me, it ain't failure if you learn from it, baby. So if you fall, fall on your back so you can look up. Because if you can look up, then you can get up. I dare you to take a little pain. I dare you. At the end of pain is success. You're never, ever, ever, ever going to feel like doing the things you need to do in order to have what you want. You're always going to need to push yourself. You're always going to need to parent yourself. So what is the net advice on this? What, what is the bottom line? The bottom line is no one's coming. No one. No one's coming to push you. No one's coming to tell you to turn the TV off. No one's coming to tell you to get out the door and exercise. Nobody's coming to tell you to apply for that job that you've always dreamt about. Nobody's coming to write the business plan for you. It's up to you. And because you're only ever gonna do the things that you feel like doing right now or that feel good right now, unless you understand that you've got to parent yourself, you gotta push yourself, you're not gonna make your dreams come true. You're just not. We're not wired that way. You weren't born that way, you weren't that way when you were growing up, and you're certainly not that way as an adult. And there's a tremendous amount of liberation that comes when you accept the fact that you're always going to need to give yourself a push. What a blessing is you got that breath. That means you still got something inside. You gotta work for it, you gotta contribute for it, you gotta give for it, you gotta lead for it, you gotta love for it, because you still have something, not just in you, you're still here for a reason. And now you just gotta earn that blessing. The first and most important success quality was defined as common sense. It is said that the average person has an enormous amount of common sense because he or she hasn't used any of it yet. Common sense seems to be something that a person accumulates as the result of experience over a long period of time. Common sense was defined by the participants in this survey as the ability to cut to the core of a matter to recognize and deal with the essential elements of a problem or a situation rather than getting sidetracked by smaller issues or symptoms. Another definition of common sense was the ability to learn from experience and then to apply those lessons to subsequent experiences. Common sense was seen as a core quality that enabled a person to become increasingly more effective over time. Perhaps another word for common sense is wisdom. Aristotle once defined wisdom as an equal combination of experience plus reflection. He suggested that you need to first have the experience and second take an equal amount of time to think about what happened to you and what you could learn from it. You are far, far wiser than you know. In fact, based on your experience, 
you probably have the ability to be far more effective than you are just by applying what you have already learned. The problem for most people is that they simply do not take enough time for reflection. They do not take the time to sit, write, think, and dialogue with others about their experiences. Socrates once said that we only learn something by dialoguing about it. You only really understand something to the degree to which you can discuss it with others or explain it to a third party. Your ability to translate your experience into words, which only comes through thinking and reflection, is essential for your growth in wisdom and common sense. I would add one more ingredient to Aristotle's definition of wisdom, and that would be knowledge. Wisdom comes from equal parts knowledge, experience, and reflection. First you learn, then you practice what you learn. Then you take time to think about what happened. When you turn off the television or radio or put down the newspaper and begin spending more time talking and thinking about what has happened to you, you begin to grow at an exponential rate. Perhaps the two best questions I have learned for personal growth are these. After every experience, successful or unsuccessful, stop and do an instant replay of the experience, preferably on paper and ask yourself first, what did I do, right? And second, what would I do differently? If you take a piece of paper and write at the top of the page, what did I do right? And then write down every single part of the experience that you did correctly. You will be accelerating your development of common sense by analyzing your immediate past performance like football players do on video. You will find yourself improving at a rapid rate. The very fact that you take time to reflect will cause you to improve in the areas you pay attention to. When you ask, what would I do differently? You begin to see all kinds of possibilities for improvement. The wonderful thing about these two questions is that the answers to both are positive and constructive. And when you dwell on the positive, constructive parts of your performance, present and future, these ideas sink deeper into your subconscious mind and program you to act in a manner consistent with that information. The second quality for success and self-confidence that came out of the study was that of expertise. Most successful, happy men and women are very good at what they do, and they know they are very good at what they do. They have learned and practiced and reflected and gotten better and better until they are recognized by their peers as being among the very best in their fields. This feeling of being the best is an absolute prerequisite for deep and lasting self-confidence. The third quality identified in the study was that of self-reliance. Men and women who are respected by others tend to look primarily to themselves for the answers to their questions and for the solutions to their problems. They are highly self-responsible. They do not blame others or make excuses when things go wrong. They regard themselves as the primary creative forces in their own lives. They volunteer for tough assignments and they are willing to take charge when something needs to be done. Almost nothing in life is constant. Conditions and circumstances are perpetually in flux like the winds and the tide, which is why my mind is never fixed. I tack and adjust, forever searching for my new 100%. Age, health, and the responsibilities we carry can be limiting. That doesn't mean we should give in to those limitations or use them as excuses to let ourselves or our dreams go, but we can acknowledge them as long as we are committed to finding out what we can still do given those limits, whether they be temporary or indefinite, and maximizing that. 
Every day, thousands of people wake up to a life defined by newfound limitations that are difficult to accept. Maybe they've been diagnosed with a terminal disease or suffered a spinal injury. Could be they lost a limb or are suffering from PTS. More often, the shifting circumstances are not nearly so dire. Sometimes it's good news that changes the equation. Maybe you are a new parent or landed a lucrative gig that demands 10 to 12 hour workdays. Could be you recently got married, which means you have to consider more than just your own goals. No matter the variables, your new 100% is out there waiting for you to find it. The thing is, most people don't want to because whenever you're trying to find your new anything, it means you're not who you used to be and that can be depressing enough to give up the search. Some people use their new circumstances to dial down their effort level instead of adjusting their approach and still giving it their all to achieve their goals. You've got to work with what you have. I couldn't run a ruck, but that didn't mean I was out of the fight. No matter what you are dealing with, your goal should be to maximize the resources and capabilities you do have. If you've suffered a freak injury or received a diagnosis that changes everything, what does your new maximum effort level look like? A lot of people buy their time and wait to see what happens next, but a year or two later, they find they are still waiting. With every unfortunate turn in life, no matter how heavy the weight, you have to be committed to pushing back against that pressure with effort. No matter your age, abilities, disabilities, or responsibilities, we must all stay committed to finding our new benchmarks. Because not only does that keep your mind engaged and your demons at bay, you actually might achieve things the old you never could have conceived.